0: Business Brain, the Entrepreneur's Podcast, episode 398 for Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. Mm -hmm. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Business Brain. Welcome back to Business Brain here at businessbrain.show where we are small businessing with our business brains and really just living our charmed lives with our business brains every single week. Really, we're living them every day. We're just sharing about this every single week. Sponsors for this episode include Business Capital Providers, where you can go to bcproviders.com slash SBS to find out how you can get funded for as much as 250 k in as little as 72 hours. We will share more details about that shortly here for now. Here in Durham, New Hampshire, I'm Dave Hamilton. And in Lafayette,
1: California, I'm Shannon Jean. I, I want to warn you here, there's a there's a fly in my studio. When I say studio, oh. I say that loosely because that's my my office basically because sure. I'm a business guy. So if you hear me swing you won't hear the fly, but you may hear me like uh, you know swat around <laughs> as it buzzes around my face. So I just just put that out there. So how are you, Dave?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, life's been, life's been nuts. I, I was thinking about our, our, we rescheduled for today because I was using my business brain yesterday to organize my life such that I can do the, the, I can lead my charmed life. And this was, uh, we normally record on Tuesdays today. We are recording on release day here on Wednesday because I went yesterday with my family to Boston to see this immersive King Tut. They call it the beyond King Tut immersive experience or something. If and when it comes to your area, folks, highly recommended. Uh, But we did it on a Tuesday because, well, everybody else does things on the weekends and it gets really crowded. And so, you know, we are all at a point. Every one of the four of us is at a point in our lives where we have some flexibility during the week time. Uh, and so we just kind of traded that out for, you know, maybe doing some work on a weekend or in the evening or whatever and just carved out the time in the middle of the day yesterday to bounce down to Boston. We had lunch and did the thing and came back and we went down after rush hour and came home before rush hour and it was pretty good. So, you know. That's great. That's yeah. that flexibility we talk about all the time. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's yeah. leveraging that yeah. flexibility. Um, and it, it really, it works. It it, it it works out. We, you know, we, we all we all can do it. And once you, once you kind of organize that around your organize your life in that way, and then you use your business brain, to figure it out.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think that also as uh, business owners, this kind of, it's a great example of the kind of, of benefit you can actually offer to your employees is the flexibility to do things with their family, whether it's this kind of thing where you're all together or not to miss your kids, you know, spring recital yeah. or leave early for this or whatever. What I found is, you know, we had a ton of loyalty at over the years at various businesses because I always made a point. It's like, you need to go, go. You know, you can't miss that stuff. And um, it, it just, you know, endeared those people to us even more. And I, I, anecdotally, I would say I felt less pressure just to, you know, hey, we got to pay more, got to pay more
0: because we had this... This flex time, you're paying in a different way. Grade. Yeah, yeah. We, we do yeah, the same yeah. thing here, uh, and and it turns out have had amazing loyalty as well, right? Yeah. You know, and it's it is, it, it I, I give my employees the same flexibility that I give myself. Like if they want to do this, they know they are more than welcome to say, "Hey, I'm taking tomorrow. I'm doing this, but I'm like, you know, I'll, ca- I'll 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 make sure that I get the work done." And that's really what it is. I I hate. The idea, I almost said, I'll make up the time. You're not making up the time. You're getting the work done. That And that's yeah. that's another focus for us here is it's the, the way we are, the, the way our business runs. It's its not like we need to punch clocks and, and log hours. It's we need to get the work done. And as, as long as we're getting the work done, everything's good. I mean, we, we do like to have some synchronicity in terms of when people are working in terms of the hours that people are working because there's there's sort of those in the moment conversations that can happen uh, and, and to communicate synchronously as opposed to asynchronously makes a lot of, a lot of sense in a lot of cases, but not all the cases. And so, yeah, everybody's free to kind of work when they want to work as long as they get the work done. That's it.
1: Yeah. And I think there's ways, like we always had all kinds of uh, levels of employees from entry level and technicians and supervisors, managers, and, and it, the higher, or and I don't want to use this hierarchical thing, but for you know managers and executives, it's that flexibility, or, or freelancers maybe it's flexibility is a little more. But the, we did we did have hourly folks, and you can make it work with them too. Um, you just you you, you have to. Some people roll right into it and they just, oh yeah, great. I'll, I'll deal with it. Flex time, this kind of stuff. And we actually built up, let them earn flex time. Um, You say, Hey, you're going to stay. You want to get some things done. We'll bank it in your flex thing. Now every state is different. A lot of people, uh, you know, they don't let you do that anymore, but um, I I loved it. And I think they liked it a lot. So it's definitely something to, uh, to consider and to add to your benefits package when you're talking to people, especially when you're trying to hire people.
0: Hey, can your business use additional cash flow right now to help it grow or just get through, you know, a temporary rough spot or something? If so, our friends and our sponsor at Business Capital Providers may just be able to help you with what you're looking for. They specialize in funding small and medium sized businesses quickly and without lengthy paperwork or strict collateral requirements. You must be in business for one year and produce revenue of at least $25,000. So, okay, now we're rolling. It's quick, it's easy, it's a one-page application. You need six months of bank statements. Okay, well, if you've been in business for a year, that's easy. Fast results, no collateral required. When banks say no... Business capital providers say yes. And to get started, you just go to bcproviders.com slash SBS to find out how you can get funded for as much as $250,000 in as little as 72 hours. So this is amazing. So, Go to bcproviders.com slash SBS, fill out the one page application, quick and easy, provide them your bank statements, and you can find out how you can get funded for as much as $250,000 in as little as 72 hours. And our thanks to business capital providers at bcproviders.com slash SBS for sponsoring this episode. You know, I'm a big fan of the show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, which probably tells you a lot about me and maybe more than I cared to share. But, uh, <laughs> I've become an even bigger fan of the podcast that they do, which is done by sort of the three principals, the three creators, co-creators of it's always sunny in Philadelphia, Rob McElhenney, Charlie day and Glenn Howerton. Uh, they get to, they, the, the, they decided they wanted to do a podcast, I don't know, a year or two ago. And what they're doing is going back to the beginning of the entire series. I think they've got like 15 seasons now or something watching each episode. And then they discuss the episode. That's the framework of each episode of the podcast, right? So you could in theory, watch along with them and and hear their comments and they share things that including like their thoughts on, what they remember from making the episode but also you know looking back on it especially the the older ones you know 10 plus years ago it's like wow i i don't know that we would have made that decision now we've learned so much and and so you yeah. get this insight into their creative process and also learning just some fascinating things about the way television is produced and and so but it's all just the three of these guys who are clearly very good friends and very comfortable with each other just having a conversation and it's off like they've gotten better at it. The first maybe six or eight episodes kind of sucked in terms of flow because they didn't like they have flow on TV. They did not have flow in the, in the podcast studio, but they figured it out, you know, and uh and it's fascinating because they've each. Done Things Beyond It's always sunny in Philadelphia they you know um, Charlie Day's done a bunch of movies actually all three of them have done Glenn and Charlie have done a lot of movies uh and then Rob McElhenney uh, has gone on to do he's got that show on Apple TV Plus Mythic Quest that that uh that he created I think and I think Charlie Day was sort of behind the scenes part of that too but they've all hmm. you know had had quite a bit of success and uh, and if you haven't watched Mythic Quest on Apple TV Plus I highly also highly recommended. That's a fantastic show. But Rob said something very interesting on a recent episode that caught my ear. Now, now here's someone with massive success could have a massive ego. And at times I'm sure he, he does leverage his ego to move things forward. Right. But he is someone that is very aware of the talent of the people that he surrounds himself with. And, and one day he even said it explicitly. He said, Oh yeah, my, the whole goal of my career is to latch on to someone who is better than me. And it's like, wow, that, that takes so much (laughs) self-awareness to be able. It's it's powerful. It's super powerful. And, and he's right that, you know, I, I mean, I, I think about my own life, when I've when I've let my ego get in the way, which is far more often than not, so just you know, <laughs> I'm not good at this. But yes. when I when I have gotten it out of the way, I am far more successful than I am when I think I can be the one to just do it all. It's better when I do what I'm good at and let other people do the stuff they're good at.
1: Yeah, that's, that's smart. It's also kind of that. You know, we've I've made that comment before here on the show that you're the average of the five people you hang around hang around with the yeah. most, right? And you know, it is it, it, the question that comes to mind though when you like, especially somebody who's a massive success. How do you how do you uh, connect with that? You know, someone like that. How do you? Because it's kind of a mentoring thing, right? Okay, I'm going to find a mentor that's you know better than I am. Uh, however, you define that, sure. Um, and I, I think that you know, there's all different ways to do it, even to the point where you have to pay people. You know, we had uh, Brian O'Connell on the show a few years ago, or a couple times, actually. And he joined this uh, round table of CEOs. Actually, we had the found, the founder of that uh, person yeah. on the show too. Yeah. Uh, and he talked about how, you know, they were making him better, th- this group that he was paying to join. And they told him, you know, hey, it's time your business has grown so much, you need to hire a CFO. And he just couldn't, Get his head around it and giving up that control all that kind of stuff and they told him well don't come back if, if you don't hire a CFO Yeah, because you're wasting our time and that got him to hire a CFO and, and it made all the difference in his life I know he's been you know, very successful and business has grown tremendously um, so there's lots of different ways to do it, but uh, I guess the key is just to get out there even if you have to pay pay for it You, you gotta get involved in some groups you know, ask your kind of unofficial advisors who you should meet, who you should talk to, whether it's your accountant, your attorney, uh, yeah. your banker, any anybody, uh, your business associates. If you're joining the chamber of commerce, in any sort of organization that you can then reach out to people that you think are doing better than you and, and learn from them.
0: Yeah, I you know, as I'm digging into this, I'm I've never had a problem accepting that like. You know, a, an expert like that, an an attorney, uh, an accountant; th- those types of folks are, you know, a graphic designer even, right? Are, are better than me at the things that I yeah. am. I am hiring them for. Really, where it comes, where where when I heard this, where it resonated for me was he did this with his business partners, right? So, anytime yeah. I'm entering into a business partnership, I feel like I need to show my value. Right. And the way that I do sure. that is by being the expert at as many things as I can possibly be an expert at. Right. Because I want to I want to prove my worth. I want to earn my place or at least show that why I have this this place. And what he was saying was exactly the opposite. It was just find the good people and let them do the work because they're better at the work I'm supposed to do than me. And and that was the really interesting thing was saying no no that's harder that, that's much harder and and that's and, and really often where this resonated for me yeah. yeah
1: and it's often uncomfortable
0: it's I massively uncomfortable that, yeah
1: yeah because yeah, I'm used to like being the leader or, or you know driving things and um, it is more uncomfortable when you have to you know work with people well maybe uncomfortable isn't the right word more challenging uh, to to your own framework of how they how things work. But yeah, it, it is terrific advice. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I heard that more, I mean, because he's done it with his business. Like that's what he was talking about was in the context of business yeah. partners. Yeah, it's fascinating. That's good. It's good stuff. You you made a comment uh, or, you know, in our
1: notes uh, that we use here for the show and something about, oh, you need to always expect uh, your employees are going to talk with one another. And, and I'd love to um, dig into that 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 concept um, it's not really you know keeping secrets but things that you may not expect your employees to talk about you can count on them talking about and you know just folks if you're listening we we're, we're, we're kind of doing a grab bag of of topics today things that Dave and I are interested in and hopefully you are as well and I'd love to learn more about this you know that that statement and uh, kind of where it resonated with you
0: well it came up after we recorded episode 389 where we were talking about how to handle layoffs and and that sort of thing and i was thinking about when uh you know a a time when we had to do some layoffs internally here and i brought it to the staff after of course after the fact they didn't tell the staff that we were laying off other people first you know but uh we had a conversation maybe a week later. I mean, I, I told them about it and then had a conversation a week later. And I said, Hey, look, I, you know, I want to make sure everybody knows that, you know, it's some of these decisions were made because of budgets, but they were made to make the company healthier. And, and so everybody that's here is accounted for on the, on the books and, and is afforded on the books and is in the budget and all of that. And the, feedback i got was fascinating because it was clear because they said so explicitly like okay well this is good because we've all been talking and we wanted to make sure we saved our our each other's jobs and so they had all kinds of ideas if you know if if anyone else was going to need to be laid off how they wanted to be involved and it was just like wow okay huh these people are going to talk when i'm not there like, yeah. like specifically when I'm not there, like the water cooler is real, even when they're not in the same office. Like if you've done your job and you've created a company culture where everybody is comfortable talking with one another about business stuff, which hopefully they are, then you must know. I Don't even expect, simply know that they will be talking with each other about all kinds of things, some of it personal Some of it business that is not meant for your ears. And and that's okay. Uh, In fact, it can be a good thing. Again, you set you get to set the tone both by how you act and how you communicate with people, but also by the people that you keep and the people that you dismiss by, you know, so that your company hopefully has a healthy culture. But know that that culture is going to happen when you're there and when you're not there. And perhaps especially when you're not there. So yeah. So,
1: yeah. so how do you tap into that? Where, like where you were you, you, this realization that they started they were planning, you know, kind of without you what they would do, and they knew what was going on because so you know th- th- people are obviously you've hired them, so they're smart and they know what's going on. Yeah, and they have a sense of things. They they see how the business is going, and if things are problematic or slowing down, and they're expecting these you know changes. It, the the challenge is how do you tap in for me that how do you tap into that uh, taking their advice without I think this is going to sound wrong, but gi- giving up control because ultimately you want to make the decisions, right?
0: Yes. It, and and it. I don't know that I have the magic answer to that, uh, but it, I think I well, I do. I'm just not <laughs> a specific one. And it is communication, yeah. right? You know, I. For me, and this has happened a couple of times where I have taken a step back on my own almost unintentionally you know i we have those moments, I call them my meditative moments the the driving moments, the shower moments, you know the things where your your mind is mostly unoccupied with thinking about something actively, so there's lots of you know percolation happening in the background and it was in these moments that I realized, wait a minute, you know the people that I have. Working here with us on the team, they are smart. That's why they're here. That's why I can tolerate them. Uh, You know, so obviously they're going to be aware of this. And oh my gosh, I need to have this conversation with the team that they're not going to bring it up to you, right? They're not going to bring it up to me. They're going to bring it up to each other. So the only person that can bring it up while I'm in the room is me, or at least the most appropriate person. And so I, I will bring these things up and by doing, I won't notice everything, right. But I'll notice the things that I notice, or I'll think about the things that I think about. For example, when, when COVID hit, right. The fir- when lockdowns especially hit, the first thing I did was look at the books and decide how much, you know, well, how much runway do we have? If revenue stops today or pauses yeah. today, you know, I know it's going to resume at some point. I don't know when, Okay. That that was all I knew. Right. And so it was like, how long can we keep everybody, uh, you know, on staff? Uh, how long can we keep you know, making payroll here? And I, I knew the answer to that. And I was like, OK, cool. And then like two weeks later, it hit me probably in the shower or something like, uh, wait a minute. Haven't told the staff that how comfortable I am with our ability to keep them employed they know what's going on in the world we actually talk about that every day but we talk about it as a thing out there not in here we need to have that conversation in here right so i brought it up and and everybody was was they they had been talking amongst themselves about how to protect the company and protect each other if the company was starting to hurt from this but they didn't know what i knew and so i shared with them what i knew yeah. you, you know and everybody right. felt really good about it but if you do that enough, then they will start to feel comfortable bringing those types of things up. And, you know, it, it, you have to treat people with respect. I have this issue where I always thought that I needed to treat my employees the way I would want to be treated if I was an employee working for me. And I realized that sure. was, that was wrong because I I'm – I consider myself patently unemployable. The people that work for me do not consider themselves that way. They don't think about things the same way. They don't want to know the same level of information all the time that I do. But there's times that they do, and so by by sharing those things that you believe, and and again, I've had to learn this the hard way: not oversharing, not undersharing, but finding finding that balance and sharing those things that are relevant to them that you that you can reasonably predict they are concerned about, then they will bring things up and you can do it and they get, you can, if the culture is right, they can bring it up and you can say, okay, Hey, and and they can say, we have this concern and we have some solutions, right? Whatever those might be fine. Okay. No problem. Let me hear you out on that. Let me think about it and I'll let you know what we're going to do. Right. Do you do it? Do you do it individually? You do it all together. Well, sometimes it comes up in the group. You don't get to control that. Uh, so you have to just, (laughs) uh, that's okay. But see, that's the thing is it's better sometimes in the end, it's uncomfortable in the moment because you are, you can, you as the, you know, the, the boss, the manager, the owner, whatever, you know, your role is can feel ganged up upon. And, and in a sense you are, but you just have to approach it with confidence. Like, okay, thank you for bringing this to me. Let's talk about it. Let's spitball a lot of this stuff. I haven't made a decision on this yet. I got to figure out what's best for for the company as a whole. There's some things, you know, I I see things from a different vantage point. You probably hopefully don't even have to say that that's, that's implicit. doesn't need to be explicit because you don't want to sound dismissive, but there is that, but you know, there is that assumption that the buck stops with you. So you are the one that has to sort of take all this input in and, and go through it. And you might have to say, okay, yeah, yeah. Thank you for bringing this to me. Uh, I don't have an answer for this, but I will. I will have one within X number of days, and take however many days you think it's going to take, and add fifty percent to that, so that when you come back in the amount of time you thought it was going to take for you to do this, you've beat their expectations, right? Scotty principle, is key. So. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I, I still have questions about about handling this because uh, I don't think I've done a very good job, you know, at uh, because I'm always. Kind of paranoid about control and mm-hmm. and how you how you frame things and how you know what the uh, the perception is of everybody. And even though I think you know we've created great cultures over time, and people can be free to discuss it, it's a it's a that's a challenge. I, I'd love to continue the discussion, you know, with our listeners' feedback at businessbrain.show. Show. Tell us how how you've done this, you know, if you have, and when your employees want to give input on you know, if they see things, if, if, uh, you know, just how you handle it. I, I would really be interested, uh, in hearing more about it. It would, it would help me a lot. And I'm always, you know, I'm always the one that learns the most on this show. So I want to keep that going. Um, along this, you know, communication with employees topic, you also had this idea that kind of, uh, Probably for the same reason, uh, got me a little itchy under the skin. This this idea of a team accountability meeting of a uh, which I I love. It was kind of an airing of the grievances, a festivist type of thing. If you are a Seinfeld fan, um, let's talk more about that. How how does that? Tell
0: me how that works. How great would it be if you could get free coaching calls from successful creators every week? Experts give you actionable advice on how you can build a better content business, increase revenue, and establish yourself as an authority. And that's what you get with the How I Built It podcast by Joe Casabona. Previous guests have included John Warrillow, Wes Kao, Dickie Bush, and Alexis Grant. But that's not all. You'll also get live coaching calls where listeners get to pick Joe's brain on launching a course, monetizing their podcast, or improving their website. You can learn about how I built it and subscribe at how I built dot it or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks, Joe. All right. So this yeah, this crazy idea about Festivus and team accountability. Festivus, meetings. Meet, Festivus employee meetings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I did have this idea and it, it's, it's a crazy idea and it's, I'm sure, uh, a terrible idea, but, I'm no, I wouldn't say that. Let let,
1: let me, let me tell you if it's
0: terrible. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, in, in most companies, the idea, and and this is a good thing. uh, The idea is that everyone supports each other and is nice to one another and all of that. uh, And it helps you want to work with the team, right? You you bring the things up, you say, Oh, thank you for helping me with that. You did a great job with that. This, uh, you know, all of that. And that happens regularly. And I think that's important that that happens regularly. And regularly is kind of the key here that that led me down this crazy path. I think it's equally important not to gloss over the things, even the little things that cause stress and could be improved. Right. Especially if those things are pre- presented like productively and with consideration and attention and not just bursting out like okay, look, this has been going on way too long. The way you format your reports messes with me. We got to fix it, right? Those things have ha- I know I've been in those scenarios before too, where it's mm-hmm. like you let it go because it, everybody has to have their own way of doing things and you let it go and you let it go. And then finally it's like, all right, screw this. I can't take it anymore. You know, this this is not good. We got to fix this, right? And then boom, out it comes. So this is where my idea came from uh, about having a regular, but not too regular accountability meeting. Maybe this is a once per month thing. Maybe it's once every couple of months. I don't know where you have this airing of the grievances to take a nod from or give a nod to Festivus, but in a productive way, right? That way you, you are intentionally getting together to share the things that are on your mind. uh, And everybody knows that this is happening. Now I, I like, this is where I don't like, I don't know how you make it so that this feels productive, right? But the nice part about it is no one's guessing am I doing something wrong. I you know, I um this is this is a, this is a I, it 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 worked out terribly by the way, the example I'm about to give uh, in my opinion, but I realized I went to see Sting a couple of weeks ago and uh Sting has always played with like, cream of the crop, A-list, world-class technician drummers. I Like, to play Sting's music, you've got to be one of the top drummers in the world, right? And he's always okay, had this. Yes. And it, it's great. I mean, he started with Stuart Copeland and in the in the police, and then he went through a couple of Zappas drummers, Omar Hakim, who was with Weather Report, and Josh Freeze, and... Um, uh, he had Keith Carlock with him. But anyway, like these guys are all just like on a, on on pedestals together, it's separately and together. So I was like, wait, who who's playing drums with him? And so I look and I I see it's this guy named Zach Jones. Like, what the heck is that? And he's a no in in comparison to the other names I just mentioned, he, he's a nobody. That's okay. I'm I'm far more of a nobody than this guy. So no no problem there. So I watched an interview with him. Where someone was asking, he's been on the road with Sting. He, he recorded on his albums a couple of years ago, so he's known him for a while. And, but he's been on the road with him basically all this year. And uh, he said, you know, people were asking, the interviewer was asking him, hey, so like you're literally stepping into the shoes of Giants. How do you approach this? He's like, well, I know that the way, you know, Vinnie Colaiuta plays something, who uh, was one of Zappas drummers and was a Sting drummer for a very long time. There's only one person that's going to play it like that and it's Vinnie Colaiuta and and so I know that I have to approach these songs and play them my way and and you know within reason uh I'm given flexibility to do that the vibe is so there's Sting and then there's uh this guy Dom whose name I can't remember which embarrasses me but his guitar player who's been with him forever and is sounds like his musical director right that sort of coordinates the band uh, for Sting but he said yeah you know and if Sting or Dom has an issue with it they'll tell me but in this band, no news is good news. You know, you do what you want. If nobody says anything, you know that what you're doing is OK. And I thought, well, OK, that's I mean, that's cool. Great. Sure. Then I went to see him. It was awful. I, like it, everybody that I talked to that went and saw him was like, where were all the drum fills? Like you can't play these police huh. songs without all the like flourishes and hi-hat stuff. I mean, that was like. Part of what made the police work was that craziness, you know, from the drum kit. And this guy didn't do any of that. He, he basically played like he was a songwriter's drummer um, and with very few fills and anything. So it was th- that part of the, the show overall was fine, but that part of it was just bizarre. But th- that idea of no news is good news, I'm not sure nah. is a good idea.
1: No, I think it's a terrible idea. Right, that like, that is, is a terrible idea. case in yeah. point
0: here. Right. What we saw is they're not telling him anything. Well, Why? Like, he assumes it's because they like what he's doing. Eh, I mean, maybe they do, but uh, it's very different yeah. from the way Sting has handled his career. And they've been changing the set list and taking out the more technical songs and letting those sort of drop off. So it's like, mm-hmm. aha, hmm, okay, so, they're not, so I'm not the only one that notices. So I think it would yeah. be good in that scenario for them to have a once-monthly gathering where it's like, we're going to talk about all the, even just the little things that aren't worth bringing up, you know, in the middle of a show or even at the end of a show. But let's, you know, let's share notes. And this happens, like, in uh, in theater, right? There, There is, when you're putting together, like, a, a a musical, you, you know, everybody, you run the show, you get to the point where everybody has learned their lines, they've learned their blocking, you know, which is where they need to be on stage. The musicians have learned their parts. And then you got to put it all together. And so you cram it all together, and then... Uh, You run the show and unless there's something terrible or dangerous, you don't hold the show at all. You just run it all the way through as a, you know, the first one, you call it a stumble through. (laughs) And then hopefully it gets to a point where it's like a rehearsal and then a dress rehearsal. At the end of every one of those, though, the cast sits down and. It's basically a one-way conversation. And I'm not saying that that's how it needs to work in your business, but that's how it works in this business. It's a one-way conversation. And the director shares notes with everybody. And whatever the note is, you just say thank you. That's it. You know, and there is no, there's no conversation required. In fact, (laughs) there's a phrase that's, that's offered when someone tries to have conversation. It's called take the note. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you
1: know, uh, well that, okay. So, so let me, let me stop right there. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. That where you have a, a central person
1: yes. in this case, like a, dir- a director, or whoever that I get and go, you know, Hey, this is, I'm helping. T- I want to help improve whatever this sure. is, you, you were speaking at an event. Here's your talking points of how to improve, you know, eye contact, whatever. Yeah, and yeah, the guys, yeah. the yeah. person says, thank you that I get. And I understand, you know, me doing it managers doing it and we're even uh you know just
0: helping each other out asking for critique that but yeah the, but see in a company the, i want it to come both directions i want it back yeah. at me just as much as it goes in yeah. the other direction yeah
1: so you i think the way is uh, how you how you frame it to keep it productive and not turn it into a, a, a bitch session you know where yeah. right so maybe you have to just have some I, what I like, and, and I'm glad you, you told the story in the theater part and how we got there, is I like there's some rules. And it's everybody gets, okay, whatever. One comment, two comments, and the other person just, they can ask a question, maybe, maybe, hey, could you... Uh, define that a little bit more for me or something, but you can't have a back and forth argument about it. Right. Right. Cause that's not going to be, you're just trying to say, Hey, when you uh, give me that, this report every week, could you do it in this format? Because I have to reformat it every time or I, I need the information by, or, you know, if I'm sh- in the shipping department, everything that needs to ship that day has to be out on the, the, racks by 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. Whatever yeah, the time. What, whatever of, you know, it is. Kind of yeah. yeah. Whatever
0: yeah. it is. No, I like this idea uh, to to borrow it from the theater world, that there is a rules of order for this yes. meeting. Right. Like, I like that. That would make it work. Yeah, that's yeah. what it needs. Yeah. And that's what was missing yes. from my initial idea yeah. here was, yeah, it needs to not turn into, well... If you might chaos. not like that about me, but let me tell you what I don't yes. like about you.
1: Right. No, 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 like, <laughs> Yeah, like,
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it can't be personal. It's got to be, this is a professional statement. It's nothing about you personally. I think you're a great person or whatever. Yes. And everybody has to, has to agree
0: on those rules yes. uh, when you go around the table. And it that I wonder, is, I wonder if you need an agenda. I think you, I think, well, well let me, let me share this idea, uh, you, you know, because in the way, one way of keeping it from becoming this, all right, well, now that you've brought that up, let me tell you what I have, you know, about my problem. I got a lot of problems with you people, right? Uh, is that everybody comes with a list and that list is immutable once the meeting begins, right? So you have your two or three things, everybody has their two or three things and yes. you're just going to go around and share them and and maybe it's even take the note if there needs yeah, yeah. to be a conversation yeah. after the fact let there be a conversation the next day right like you, you know it can Well here's what I yeah, I don't know yeah, I'm I, just I, spitballing I, here but yeah, I, yeah me too yeah. the
1: other thing i think it needs is a moderator and it should be a different person each time oh you you move the moderation around your team yeah so you say okay and i think you need to submit those your comments to the moderator that they can bring them to the meeting because they could look at that and and go hey how about rephrasing this you know maybe i don't know but but i think it would help to have a moderator to keep it you know productive and it's also really a great chance to learn as a person that maybe has never been in that role before um you could, you know, they get a chance to be uh, a team leader in the meeting, uh, and you go around. So I think we should really kind of block and tackle this out a little bit more, and, and produce a one pager on a, on what a festivus employee meeting really entails, <laughs> and and how to and how to run it. And then I yeah. I think we should put it up on the website and let people critique it and use it and see if um, we can create a, a new type of. Um, meeting that could be really productive because we talk about how we're not huge fans of meetings because they kind of you know they, they can suck out a yeah. lot of the your time and the soul <laughs> out of your your day but uh this could be interesting and i and i like the way it, it's it's kind of evolved here during this discussion about how to how to do it and i think it could be really productive because people do keep that stuff inside and if they felt that there was a, a venue where they could you know, critique and make suggestions to help improve one another, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. When, you, when you are working together, button heads a little bit, you, you can help make each other better. Um, so let, let's do that. Let's hash out the details. And um,
0: uh, I think, I think that's great. I, yeah. I like this. I, yeah, it's already gotten better. Just having this conversation. I, yes, I, but there's something to this. I, you know, I, I shared yeah, I did, this. I think so. Yeah. I shared this with the team. At at backbeat because this um, this idea brought forth another thought of mine and and it was just a question for my team and and so I told them I said I had this crazy idea I don't think it's 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 good yet I don't know if it's ever going to be good but the crazy idea was these Festivus accountability meetings I I don't want to do that yet you know or if ever yeah but thinking about that gave me this idea of one way feedback. And I asked my folks a question. I said, what am I not doing for you? What do you need for me? And that's a good way to start it. Right. And I, and I said, I, I prefaced it with what I said earlier here, but also by saying, I did not give you the opportunity to prepare anything. So I don't expect you to have an answer right now? I said, if you do, well, then that tells me this is a really good question to ask <laughs> because you've already been thinking about it. Right. And, and no one did. Yeah, have, yeah. Right. Right. Like if you've got something on the tip of your tongue, man, like, am I glad I asked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. But also better to have asked than not to have asked, it, it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so like nobody did, which I guess was a good thing. Uh, but it, you know, it opens that door of, I want to make sure I'm not getting in your way. And and, and the conversation from there evolved from, you know, what figure out, if anything, what you need from me, what I'm not giving you, where I'm getting in your way. It, It went from there to, hey, look, if there's something that you're good at or you're interested in that is that you see as being something you could relate to your job or add to your job or replace a part of your job that you could do here to further the company's mission that you're not already doing. Say that too, because I, I mean, you know, we're a small company. I know most of the people who listen run small companies. You want to leverage every talent that someone brings to the table. And if someone is seeing an opportunity, but not taking advantage of it because, they don't feel comfortable. They don't feel like you've told them that that's okay. Well, you need to be able to, they need to be able to suggest it to you, you know? Right. Uh, So,
1: yeah, I I like the idea. I think it, it needs some refinement and some uh, like this part. If, if you're asking those questions, just be sure you, you remember that your employees have incredible memories. Mm -hmm. So your response will, will be, uh, you know, etched in stone so think about it how you respond and say oh you know don't be flippant and say oh let's do this or whatever yeah i can do you know they're they're going to remember that so if it takes more consideration or you need more details before you can make a decision be sure to get that so yeah because this stuff's important to your employees you you may think oh it's just a a little suggestion whatever but your employee could have been thinking about that this for months and not felt comfortable coming to you and uh, you know, just face it. If if your name's on the paycheck or you're the founder or one of the, you, you're intimidating to these people uh, at, at some level and cause you control their destiny uh, yeah. at least at your company. So don't forget that aspect of it.
0: Yeah. And that that's, that. I mean, you're right. They may forget lots of other things, but they will never forget what you committed to do for them. So never, no, yeah, and that's good. Yeah. I mean, that's good. That's yeah. that's the accountability part of this here. So, yes. and and I I really when I had this idea, honestly, it started with me. Like I know how to hold my people accountable. I mean, it, you know, I, like you said, I signed the checks. <laughs> it's you know, yeah. there's there's this implied and even not implied. It's an explicit arrangement here. You do what I tell you. I pay you for that, right? Correct. But yeah. I really want to make sure that they are getting what they want. And I know that I I can be scatterbrained. I have all kinds of things I'm doing. And if I'm not giving you what you need or not giving you the attention to a certain thing and a timely fat, whatever that is, don't just say, well, it's my boss. I can't complain about. Yeah, you can. Absolutely. You can complain about me. It's fine. Like, let me know. We can fix it. It's all good. So, yeah. Yeah, that's
1: good. I, I, I really enjoy these, these uh, mixed topic shows. There's a lot Same. of stuff going on. We, we, you know, we've got more stuff to talk about, some interesting stuff. Uh, come back next week. We've got a tip for you that's going to save you thousands of dollars on equipment for your business. Could be tens of thousands, maybe millions. Maybe. Don't hundreds. Wanna, that's you, right. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to miss it. And uh, thanks for listening.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you check out Business Capital Providers at bcproviders.com slash SBS. Figure out how you can get funded for as much as 250 k And hey, do me a favor. Keep living that charmed life, would you?